mis amores, what's going on? Welcome to the first episode of Mia with myself, Abby Knights, and the ladies. Go ahead and introduce yourselves for everybody. Hi, I'm Lorna Lips. Hi, I'm Ariel Yasmin. Cute. Listen, everybody, it's nuestro primer episodio, episode one of our first season, very first season. And this episode is called Quien es Mia? We're going to dive into that so you guys can find out what the show's about, who we are, and why we're here talking to you. But before we get into that, we definitely need to dive into some gossip. Gossip news, J-Lo has been making headlines everywhere and who doesn't love a little Jennifer Lopez some of that block flavor that she's been bringing from New York I mean first she was with A-Rod I thought I thought that was gonna be a lasting thing what do you guys think I thought they're gonna last I mean but you know what though when I noticed is that the relationships that look the happiest on social media are always the one that are the most busted secretly behind the scenes so they were posting the cute stuff but it obviously obviously didn't last that good and now they're she's all spicy Ben Affleck so She's very spicy yeah. with Ben Affleck. Have you, have you seen those pictures, Lorna Liz? Oh, my yes, God. Yes. <laughs> I have. You know, it's crazy because, like, I love Jennifer Lopez. I am Boricua. I'm from Brooklyn. She's from the Bronx. So I'm hey. a little bit biased. But I'm just like, when is she, <laughs> right? like, she going to make it to the altar? Like, she got married. The first time was with what her first husband, her only husband, the waiter. I forget his name because like that was her first and only husband, right? No, she was married to Mark Anthony too. Wasn't okay, she? she was married to Mark Anthony. Then she was engaged but, to Ben, but not married. She was engaged to Ben, but that was seventeen years ago. So it makes you think like that's a really long time. It doesn't feel like seventeen years ago, but it has been Man. that long. <laughs> <laughs> and so maybe, you know what I'm saying, maybe there's something there. There's some kind of chemistry that they that they still have. They have yeah. a lot of similarities. You know, he got married, he had kids. She got married, she has kids. He's 49, she's 52. They're already fine. in that age where it's like, you know what, let's just settle down. We've been there, done that. And they probably still have that love for each other. So big up you for her. What? I'm a big hopeless romantic. So... What can I say? Jenny, just do what makes you happy. <laughs> Period. You know what, though? This is something Period. to think about. This is something to think about. So he was married to Jennifer Garner. He cheated yeah. on her with the nanny. With the nanny. He pulled that move. So, I mean, how would y'all feel if you got back with the man that cheated on his wife with the nanny? Because I, yeah. I can't roll out. If someone, if, if I, if I, if I, I, well, I feel like sometimes they're going to be like, but she's not me. You know what I'm saying? It kind of <laughs> turns into that. I mean, she's not me. Have you seen me? I mean, listen, I've met J-Lo. She is stunning from head to mother effing toe. No makeup. She didn't have, I don't even think she had mascara on that day. I will say I spoke to her mom Lupe for like a whole hour. Her mom is incredible, amazing, so loving, so cool. Um, but she was there with that guy Casper that she was dating. And she was coming in, like, in her Louboutins. She had sneakers on, not heels. And he was sitting on the couch, and he was like, yeah, I'm with that thing over there. That's what, that's what how he referred to J-Lo. Literally, oh, no. that thing over there. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh -uh. Um, uh -uh. That thing 
um, is like a whole enterprise. She's a walking mm-hmm. enterprise no matter yeah. where she goes. I thought that was so disrespectful. And then I was so yes. happy to see her in love. You know, with A-Rod, they look good together. I was like, if they ever make babies, those going to be some damn good looking babies. And then, yeah. wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. Explains why I'm single. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, if there's no hope for J-Lo, there's no hope for me. Um, but she bounced right back with Ben. And it almost seems like maybe there was a little something there. Did you guys see anything in the headlines about why her and A-Rod split or no? I didn't see anything. No, I didn't get the tea hush. on that. No, they kept that. They kept it on the hush. Mm. I mean, I want to be. I mean, obviously, yeah. she's been in some kind of relationship with Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. even if they're just friends or whatever, on good terms and all that. I mean, I'm, I'm on good terms with a lot of my exes. I think it's really healthy. Me too. Yeah. But um, I think there could be a little something, something there, a little flirtationship, a little the attraction. Mm. The attraction was still there. So. Yeah. They bounce back quick. Hella quick. They bounce back quick. Both of them do. But what happened with Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck? Was it that he cheated on her with a stripper? Is that what happened? I I don't remember. That was so <laughs> long ago. Oh, my God. We're going to need to research this. Yes. So I would never get back with a man that cheated on anyone. I mean, like, that's not that. That's like mm-hmm. that. That will send me in the opposite direction. I can't deal. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I agree with you, Nah. Home yeah. sh- Let me not say that. I do know some girls that are strippers and they're great people. And it's a skill. Okay, ladies, I don't know if you've ever done any pole classes. I have. Oh it is not easy. Okay, so. It is not easy. Big round of applause to the dancers out there. You know, living their best life. I commend you. I can't do that. But then it makes you be like, dang, but you just going to do me like that for someone you don't even <laughs> know like that. So, but it's, oh it's gosh, crazy. Huh? The secret tea behind it with a lot of strippers, because I, I do a lot of music videos. I've been in like over 50 music videos. Yeah. And a lot of times for rap videos, they'll hire strippers as dancers or just as girls to be on set. And yeah. a lot of times strippers, they want to get with the rappers or they already kind of know them. Like, I've met girls where they're like, because they're like, oh, how'd you get on this video? I was like, oh, I was booked for it. And then for them, they were DMing the rapper, but keeping it on the down low. So then later on, after the shoot, then they go hook up <laughs> or whatever. And the guys want to get with the strippers. So um, that's kind of its own thing that goes on. And the rappers will go to the strip clubs after. And then the girls will make tons of money at the club. Like, a lot. I but, mean... Um, I but guess honestly, a <laughs> lot of the nicest girls I've worked with. Yeah. They're, they're very sweet. Earth. Yeah, there's yes. it's not for me. I can't operate that way. The way my whole system is set up, I can't get down <laughs> like that. But um, you know, kudos to them. Um I'm glad they're out there living their best life. I still feel like there's a little bit of a cliche though, because J Lo's, you know, back to the benefit situation, but then she's got a new you know, song that she did with Maluma called Marry Me. And, uh, no sé si lo has escuchado, but it's good. It's a good record. And so I'm like, is she trying to tell Ben Affleck something? Is there like a, you know, a secret little (laughs) some, some there that's going on? Um, because it's, it's crazy. And then in the midst of all this 
hot and heavy love action like <laughs> the globe is going through it too we got glaciers melting did you did you guys know about this i did not know about this at yeah. all yeah, yeah so apparently 20 percent of the ice in antarctica has melted but you know it's it's super confusing because ipcc which is like the intergovernmental panel on climate change is saying that climate change has nothing to do with the weather events that are happening. Yeah. So it kind of makes me question, like, what is causing the ice to melt in Antarctica? Is it? Well, is it climate think change? Think about it. I don't know. Well, over the years, like over tens of thousands of years, the Earth has gone through various different phases. Like we had the ice age, and then now the Earth heats up. Like it goes, it goes through different phases. So, um, yeah, I think it has to do a lot with that. It's just like natural evolution and just, um, just earth going into its different phase, really. Well, I'm not yeah. feeling the phase. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm not feeling the That's messed up. That's a messed up phase. Right. It's super Earth's messed up. Down. It is. And, you know, I mean, global warming is a thing and people need to realize mm -hmm. that it kind of starts with us. It does. You know, like, I feel like if we were to educate our younger generation, the millennials, and tell them what exactly is global warming. Because, you know, you ask yourself, like, what is global warming? And so you have to think about it. And basically what it is, is the several hundreds of years of human activity creating more and more and more heat that has caused global warming. And, the, and then you think about, like, what is heat? Like, where is it coming from? So it's coming from overpopulation, it's coming from pollution, it's coming from burning of fuel, which is means overpopulation means like there's more cars and trucks and, and, and buses on the road, you know, which is causing poor air quality, which, you know, I could go on and on about this, which also global warming is affecting the water quality as well. So like as a mom to a three-year-old, I need to educate him on what is global warming and how is everyday little things that we could do to change and to better, you know, to like help the earth. Like there's little things that we could do in a day to day to, to, to change what we're experiencing right now. Yeah. It's an important topic. It is. It really <laughs> is. Yeah. A lot of it's like um, what you're taught and what you have access to in your area. Like, you know, the U S is a first mm. world country. Right. But the thing is, in places like Texas, there's a lot of there's a lot of cities, a lot of counties that don't have recycling, and then you can't just take yeah. and like I would I, and personally I would love to back up my recycle, take it to another county, and take it to the recycling plant. Like I would drive it over there, but yes. they say I can't because I don't live in that county. I'm like that's some bull. I'm like I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm like all the things y'all have access to and all the money the government takes a year in taxes, and you're saying that you can't make it to where I can recycle my stuff. I'm like. It makes me, I mean, yeah. it, it makes me sick. And then, and then they'll be wrapping everything that unnecessarily in plastic. And there's plastics that are a little more expensive to create, but you can make a biodegradable plastic from corn. Mm -hmm. So some stores do have that, like Earth Cafe in Los Angeles. I know they do. And now they're making yes. more um, bi biodegradable straws and things like that. But it's absolutely ridiculous that in some areas, people don't have access to these things. And I'm just, I, I see money wasted all the time all the time and it's so frustrating it, 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 it really i mean it makes me sick to have to go to the grocery store and be like no i won't be able to recycle any of this at all 
no matter yeah. how much you want yeah. to, it just gets to a point where it's like, you know what? Just forget about it. So everybody out there, let's all try to do better to, you know, take care of the earth. I know Michael Jackson was so big on preaching that and wanting to heal the world and taking care of nature so that we actually have somewhere to live centuries down the line. And um, so, I, I mean, I just look between the natural disasters, COVID, not being able to go outside, got to wear a mask everywhere you go now. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that at least we're here talking this is going to be an amazing season for everybody yes. listening in right now we are going to be covering topics and having discussions about everything from a to z it's going to be unfiltered you already know when you put hispanic or latina women together it's going <laughs> down it's opinionated it's gonna get heated from time to time it is what it is but at the end of the day it's always all love so I'm super excited to kind of dive into who is Mia, which essentially it's just an acronym. Mia yes. basically just stands for Mujeres Independientes y Amorosas for our English speaking people that's independent and loving women. Um, how do you guys feel about this? Like, what are your thoughts? What does it mean to you? I know it means a lot to me because that's my life. I'm 1000% probably too independent. Okay. Hence me being single. I'm out here doing my thing. I like my space. I like my freedom. But at the end of the day, I keep kindness at the forefront. I'm a really loving person. And so I feel like it embodies who I am as a person. But, you know, what do you ladies think? Because y'all are independent, too. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, I love it. Um, I absolutely could relate to you, Abby. You know, I'm independent myself. I've been independent since I was 14 years old. Um, I am from New York City originally, born in Manhattan, raised in Brooklyn. And I've been working on, as a Brooklyn? model since I was 12. You know, so I've been out there hustling. But for me, Mia means, like, women empowerment. Like, I feel like there's a lack of, like, women empowerment and, like, women supporting women, you know? And that's mm -hmm. what we are. We are women supporting each other and, you know, here to talk to other women, other men, and about everything and anything. So I'm excited to be here. It's going down this season, folks. I was down. like, I needed to get close to the microphone and make sure everybody heard that. It's definitely going all the way down. What about you, Ariel? She's so cute and bubbly. Look at her. She's like a little Barbie doll. Tell yes. us. Tell the people. What are your thoughts on this? Right, <laughs> well, I am originally from Texas, um, but I'm mostly Spanish, Mexican, and German. So I'm a bit mixed. And I tell a lot of people, I'm like, I'm Texican. Like, that's the best way to just kind of simplify it. <laughs> and, I mean, it's really its own culture. But mm -hmm. I feel like for me, Mia means to be comfortable and confident in your own femininity, but also see the power in it because a lot of people want to act like it's weak or talk down to you if you're a girl or anything like that, which I experience that a lot because I'm very petite. I am 5'1 or 5'2. <laughs> I'm a very small person. So a lot of times people pocket talk down size, to me like, essentially. Hey. <laughs> and, and, and then it gets really frustrating because I think about it and I'm like, you know, I've been making my own money since I was nine years old because I've been a work, uh, working actress and model and I rent my first house the same month I turned 18 and I just think of all the things that um 
made me as independent as I am today. And a lot of it goes to my mom because she taught me what I need to know to be an independent <coughs> woman, to not have to be able to depend on a man. A man is nice. Okay. But you don't have to, you don't have to, you shouldn't Definitely have to depend nice. on a man for your well-being and for, you know, to have a roof over your head. You know, it, 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 I think Absolutely. it's very healthy to have your own things going on. So yeah, for me, Mia means to be comfortable in your own femininity and just love yourself and um, just like be happy to work on your own path that mm -hmm. you're meant for. And embracing your situation. Yes. I mean, amen yes. to that. She goes, amen is nice, but don't get it <laughs> twisted. <laughs> I don't need you, okay? Um, I love that. And I'm glad that this is something that is important to all of us because it represents so much more than just a topic of conversation. I feel like it should be a standard between women to always support each other. I mean, I feel like that's kind of there for men, but women are always yeah. so catty. Why does she get yeah. that? Why does she look like that? Why is her car better? Ugh, why? Look at that bag. Look at that. It's unnecessary to, mm -hmm. you know just be nice and be supportive of people um but since it is our first episode i definitely wanted everybody to be able to all of us wanted all of you guys to be able to learn about who we are what our experience is our background and why we're even here because we literally just met recently okay we don't go back like fifty thousand years um but I feel like we're all on the same page. Our, you know, our head is kind of leveled in a similar space. And so, um, Lorna, what, Lorna Litz, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody about um, your background and kind of your journey a little bit. And for everybody out there, her name is Lorna Litz. I literally just jacked that up myself. So <laughs> I stand corrected. Before she gets on me and she's like, uh, excuse me. I was like, let me let me correct myself. <laughs> so let's talk no, about no, it. Not, my first name is Lorna Litz. Okay, well, my first name is Lorna Litz, last name Baez. Um, I am Puerto Rican. I also have Japanese in my blood. I was born and raised in New York City, um, but I currently live in Los Angeles. I'm a model. I'm an actress. I'm an advocate for diversity. I'm an influencer. I'm a mother to a three-year-old. I'm a producer. I kind of do it all, and I'm hosting Mia. And, you know, I'm here to contribute my knowledge and just to connect with people. And that's basically it. You know, I pretty much do it all. I'm an entrepreneur. She said... You know, that's just basically it. I do love one thing that you did say, though, is that you're an advocate for diversity. That's beautiful because I think we need more of that in the entertainment space, period. I feel like it's it's definitely getting there, but there's a lot of backlash that comes with it, right? I mean, Lizzo is a perfect example of that. She's proud of who she is, but there's always kind of like that stigma attached to being a woman who doesn't embody the typical standard look that social media and society is pushing forward. I feel like guys are yeah. a little desensitized to what a real woman looks like. Cause now women get so insecure about it. Like, oh, well, uh, you know, I may not look like this. I mean, look me, it is what it is. I'm like, don't be coming over here trying to look for a no like Kim Kardashian behind. I don't have all that junk in the trunk. It is what it is, and y'all are just going to deal with this, the package as it comes. What you see is what you get. I'm not getting surgery. I'm, I'm not. It just, you know, but 
a so. lot of times it's it's hard in a world like this so you're also an entertainment area why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you know like why you're here and what do you do for a living well like i said i've been working in the <laughs> well. industry since i was nine years old <laughs> and um i just i always wanted to be in the factory since i was four years old like i would be in front of the tv and i would have a special outfit to where for each movie, like I'll be watching Annie, I would have my Annie dress and I'd memorize the lines and the dance and I would perform. And um, I just always loved creating and um, just putting my own imagination into reality. And I like pretending like, like I'm someone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's it just, I, I've always loved it. And I've been so blessed to work on all the things that I have been. Like actually right now I'm in a hotel. Ta-da! <laughs> I'm working on a project, and this one, I'm. I think this. I'm probably the most excited for this project than I've been for anything that I've worked on because, like we talked about diversity, it really goes into a lot, and it. I'm. I'm just. I can't really talk about it, but I'm just. I'm so blessed and excited, and I can't wait to be able to talk about it because it's going to come out in October. Oh, awesome! And, yeah, the drinking up pretty fast. Right, hold on. Let's give you a round of applause for that. Yes. <laughs> And, um, <laughs> and yeah, I've just, I've, I think with, um, the industry in general, I see, um, people just not putting as much effort into the world of cinema as before. Now they're just doing a lot of big budgets, but the storylines have much weight for it. And just Hollywood has lost a lot of its realism, like that, that could have, like almost every movie I see, I'm like, that is so fake. But yeah. that's not realistic at all. At all. And. And, and so when we're talking about, like, representation, diversity and stuff, I'm just, like, there's a lot of cultures and backgrounds and experiences that people can experience throughout the whole world, even in the U.S., that they just don't talk about. And, like, if you think about it, almost every single movie you see where they're, like, oh, they're middle class, they don't have that much money, and then, but then you see, like, a nice suburban house. And I'm, like, that's not realistic. That I'm just, part. Time, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, like. Where is that? I'm like, if you're actually struggling, you'd be living in a trailer or renting a house and struggling for rent and stuff like that. Not not be living in the suburbs. The suburbs right. is is nice considered for people that yeah come from nothing. You yeah. know, so it's like so. Um, I feel like a lot of it in the industry in general, it's just it's a lot of the same people. It's um a lot of it's just like who you know. Mm. Um, definitely has its toxic parts with it. I was in the industry before social media was even a thing. And then I see it, I, I saw it, it came up like out of nowhere. And all of a sudden people were asking me if I had Instagram when I was 12. And so I was like, okay. I download Instagram when I finally was able to get a smartphone. And, you know, instantly it's like I saw stuff about anorexia and having um, a thigh gap. Or just like, it was just like weird stuff all over the place. And then, and mm -hmm. then it, it transitioned from like 2012 to now where now everyone's talking about wanting BBLs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, being thick. And all of a sudden it's like it's a BBLs and lip injections and fillers and everything you can possibly imagine like people are getting their roof removed i know girls that are younger than me what? that have nose job lip cheeks booty boobs all of it and i'm just and so this it hurts it, it really mm. hurts how people perceive women because then it's like you feel like you're not woman enough if you don't look like that and then guys yeah. are exposed to all the time and they think that's real but it's not because then they have stuff done and then they're editing their photos Mm -hmm. so I'm just like yeah. lately I feel like almost frustrated because I see how fake everything is and I'm just mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. yeah it's not so exciting anyway like, 
<laughs> she said, I hate it here. Okay. Yeah. That that's a that's a very realistic take on on all of that. I know I deal with that a lot of times. Some of my friends, because I gained some weight last year, so I'm like way bigger than I typically am, and I'm always like, for lack of better terms, like the fat friend that nobody really wants to talk to. It's like, oh, we'll be nice because she's here. So if I don't have like boobs out and something tight, and I'm in something that's like a little looser fitting, then nobody wants to talk to me. But then the minute I get dressed, and then they're like. Oh, well, how come you didn't come looking like how you look on your Instagram? Well, because I wasn't coming here to look a certain way for you. I was yeah, coming here to see my girls. So uh, yeah. it's it's crazy, like the stigma that we deal with. I'll um, touch on a little bit of my experience really quick. Um, I've been in the industry for about 20 years now. I started out as an artist and I've kind of drifted a little bit in between a slight acting. It's really not my favorite thing. I'm not super passionate about that space. Uh, never really have been. Um, but, uh, I do love speaking to people. And so, uh, my journey has kind of taken me through into, you know, film and television and also, um, radio and hosting several shows. Now I'm credited on some pretty cool films. Like you kind of see back here, Avengers, both infinity war and Endgame. Um, I've been very blessed to work on some super incredible projects. And, you know, it's it's just interesting, like the way people look at you and perceive like people don't know that I'm bilingual. And then if I'm I don't look like everybody else or I'm not super because when you know, when I'm thinner, I look a little bit different. And, you know, people that are meeting me now don't know how my normal size is and vice versa. They're like, whoa, what happened? Abby, are you OK? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I just gained some weight. I mean, I'm getting the gym and I'm gonna get back to it because I, I can't replace my whole closet. I have too much stuff, but I just. It's heartbreaking for me when you think about being in a position where you go somewhere and it makes you feel a way when you're with a group of people and it's kind of like nobody really wants to acknowledge your existence there for a moment. Um, and I think that in moments like that, it's really important to be a strong, independent, forthcoming individual that is like, well, I mean, I'm cool with you not talking to me. I'm good in my space over here. You know, like like Kevin Hart says, do you, boo-boo, okay? I'm going to be over yeah. here doing my thing. And, um, I mean, I don't know how you ladies feel about the importance of having that balance between being strong and independent, but then also having that softer, you know, feminine side of being loving and, and kind. Um, what's, what's your opinion on all this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Abby, you know, I'm sorry to hear that you feel that way. You know, like, so for those of you that don't know, I'm a plus size model. I don't mm -hmm. use the word plus size or curve. I just say model mm -hmm. because I do exactly what Ariel, for example, she models at mm -hmm. her size, right? We do the same exact thing, except that I'm modeling at a size 12, 14, you right. know? So like the whole terminology of plus size and curve, I don't like to use it. I just say model because that's what I do. I model. Yeah. So, but I've modeled at every single size. I mean, I've, I've been a size two, a size six, a size eight, a 10, now I'm a 12, 14. I've been a size 16. And at every single size, I felt good. I mm -hmm. felt that I needed to big myself up and, you know, and remind myself on how beautiful I am, no matter what size you are. You know I what I'm saying? That. So like, don't ever let anyone make you feel 
that you're less than because you have a couple of curves right now, because you're a little more curvier right now, you know? You should even have to explain yourself on why you put on weight. Like, it's nobody's business, you know? And they do ask but, me. You know, it's always like, are you okay? They always look at me like, Abby, <laughs> so oh, come, come so here, mad. let's talk. Like, are you okay? Oh my and I'm like yeah I'm fine. i like food i mean i'm not listen it's no secret i'm from spain i love to cook i love to eat i love sweets and i love italian food so boom there nice. it is if i'm not in there the gym a girl's gonna blow up it just it's it's it look it's normal it's how the body works if you eat a certain way and you don't exercise things happen but what is crazy is how people will neglect to get to know you or even like Ariel, they might look at her and be like, Oh, she's probably dumb. She's pretty. She's just an Instagram <laughs> model. She acts, she's dumb. That she doesn't, you know, she probably has no conversation. And then you talk to her and you're like, how old are you again? Like 50? <laughs> like it's crazy society. The perspective of what a woman should be or look like or embody as an individual is weird to me like we're definitely living in different times i will say that it's definitely weird still trying to wrap my head around it but weird that's kind of yeah. my take on it yeah. no for sure like 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 you said people talk to me like i'm dumb all the time and they associate having personality or being bubbly with being dumb mm -hmm. and i'm like what and, and and people see me and they see that i'm, that I'm a small person and then um yeah, they, they talk to me like I'm a little kid or that I'm immature or I don't have my life together. I just have people taking care of me all the time. I'm like, no, that's not the case at all. I've been working for myself and, you know, and, and I and I love working. I love it with all my heart. And um, and even just like with the pandemic, like, like I like I can like I can a little wait through the pandemic or I just like or I, I just had to like watch what I eat or whatever just because um, I'm such a small person. So like. I could gain weight easily and mm -hmm. I was so active before the pandemic and then everything kind of shut down. So I was like, I was like, Oh, I need to like switch my lifestyle and like, yeah, like go to the gym or make sure I'm like actually just being active in general. Like I think the biggest thing is just being active, like getting, like trying to get 10,000 steps a day or something like, um, that makes a huge difference. And, um, diet is just, everything too. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm vegetarian yeah. too. So I have to eat really balanced. Otherwise there's a lot of vegetarians that are, kind of malnourished because they're just really picky eaters that don't know how to cook or anything yeah so it's just like yeah so i just kind of had to put extra effort into everything and um and also what you said when people are, will be like say rude things about your weight or whatever mm -hmm. it's like i think a lot of it can be rooted in jealousy or people are mad at seeing you confident like confidence pisses people off they don't want you to be confident mm -hmm. you know and okay like, like, like i knew i was like, like say that again and, and, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and i remember i did i did a legoland commercial in like fifth grade right and i was a little kid so they put one piece on me and um the girls at school they're talking about it they're like oh they put her in a one piece because she's fat like they're trying to say it was like a weight problem and and so I'm just, I kind of, that's when I kind of realized like how crazy people can be. And I just can't imagine having that kind of like hateful energy. Mm -hmm. And that's a big problem with like how women treat each other. It's like, it's like, first of all, it's not your business coming to someone else's weight anyway. Okay. I'm like, like look, if you're listen, comfortable listen, listen in it, they want to do. Yeah. You know? Live your and, best life. 
Yeah, especially with like with especially with like friends and stuff. It's like what it's like what what what's the, what are you gonna gain out of that? So it's like I mean I'll make jokes out myself. I do too. That's how I do. Yeah. I mean, I listen, I'm not gonna lie. I had my abs were almost back last year. I worked so hard for that. Up until about March, April-ish, and then I got tired of working out at home. I got bored. The whole thing fell apart. I got back rolls. Never had that in my whole entire life. It's a thing. Okay, ladies? And then I hate it's, it's, you know, it's uncomfortable. Like I'm not used to feeling a certain way, not because there's anything wrong with it. It's just not my normal. And I have health yeah. conditions and stuff that require me to have to be at a certain weight. Cause if not, then, yeah. you know, I have other problems, but moral of the story is I was like, it is what it is. I got a little extra jelly. I can shake it. You know, I'm like, I don't know if you're ready for this, but it's here. Okay. And this is yeah. where we at right now. So I feel like everybody that's listening in, especially women, my fellas out there. Okay. The people that aren't necessarily knowing, you know, where they are, what they identify with, whatever space that is. Live your best life. Be proud of who you are. And I think at the end of the day, the most important part is to make sure that your heart is in the right place and that mentally mm-hmm. and emotionally you're okay. First and foremost, bodies change. They get bigger. They get smaller. They shrivel. Okay. By the time you get to a certain age, boobs don't look like they used to. Booty don't look like it used to. So listen, learn to love people for people. Um, We're kind of running out of time. I know we got to wrap up our first episode, but make sure you guys tune in next week. Same place, same time with these incredible ladies. I'm so happy and so proud to be here with you guys. So we're going to head out, but we'll be back soon. I'm out of here. My name's Abby Knights. I'm Lorna Litz. And I'm Ariel Yasmin. Ding, ding, ding. See you guys soon. Hasta pronto.